coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. The Cougars suffer their first setback of the season on the road. Now they come home for back-to-back games, starting with an old rivalry renewed as the Cowboys come calling. And we're breaking it all down with Kalani and Cody Epps next on BYU TV. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside our Tuesday night home in Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah for our week four edition already of BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Great to have you joining us live or on demand via the BYU TV app and the BYU Radio app. For those of us who are viewing us, we invite you to take part in our live public opinion polls via the Opine app. Simply get the app on your phone, then watch the side of the screen for poll questions throughout tonight's show or take part through social media using the hashtag Sitake Show. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we will look back briefly on Saturday's road loss to Oregon. We'll go inside the film room with Jerem Jordan and linebacker Ben Bywater. Deep Blue will profile Isaac Rex and his return from serious injury. Wide receiver Cody Epps will join us in studio. We'll answer social media questions in our Q&A segment with Coach Kalani and Cody. Look ahead to BYU and Wyoming plus a live look at the Cougs uniform combination for this Saturday night. But to get the show started, let's bring in the seven-season sideline sage, the former BYU fullback, the new father, the head coach of the Cougars. He is Kalani Sitake. Give it up for Hazel, our right, late girl once again. Hazel. Thank you. All right. That's right. Hazel Haymuli, and we thank, of course, Lays for Days. This week we're going with the Kukui Nut Lays. I like them, yeah. It's a good look. Anything to distract from this. <laughs> <laughs> we thank Lays for Days, providing us with the Lays every week. Well, uh, we are back for week four. Man, the weeks just keep clipping by. Uh, you just had uh, a road trip to Oregon. It didn't turn out the way you wanted, and it was always going to be tough. It's a ranked team on the road, mm-hmm. and they didn't win uh, 20 straight home games or 29 straight non-conference home games by accident. That's a tough challenge. Yeah, and we knew going into the, the game that it was going to be hostile and, and tough, but um, the the... What we didn't do well enough is execute cleanly, and, and we made, it seemed like we had a bunch of mistakes that just piled up on, on top of each other at the worst time, and um, couldn't get out of our way, couldn't, didn't have enough time to fight back and win, and give us a chance to win that game, but I was proud of the guys' effort, the guys played really hard, um, I mean, you got to make better decisions, and that's from everyone involved, the coaches, myself, and, and our players, and just try to find ways to put our guys in better situations for success, but... Uh, credit to Oregon, they came in. They, they were in that game. They're, you know, it, I've said this before. BYU, we got to get used to being hunted. We were so used to being the hunter, and so if we want this program to be what we want it to be, then we got to get used to people coming after us. And and um, you know, we have to respond a lot differently and a lot better. But the best remedy is come back home and and feel the love from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And but you know, I appreciate all the fans that were out there, made the trip, and um, you know, wish we'd have had a better showing. But I promise that. Next time we'll do better, and that's next time coming up this weekend. 
A lot of Royal Blue in the stands there at Otson. I'm sure you felt like you had a good week of prep going in. You would have liked to prep with a few more key players that you didn't have. Not that you're looking for reasons or excuses, but uh, you were down a number of starters uh, Saturday up there in Eugene. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, reasons why we didn't play our best, but I, I don't think, uh, you know, everyone's dealing with some injuries and, and, and not having their team 100%. So we're going to look at the things that we can fix and things that we can correct now. And work on them this week, and then and you know make sure that we don't make the same type of mistakes uh, this next game. I mean, th th this is this is we talk about a culture of love and learn, and uh, you know it's, it's it's nice when you're winning, but you still go back on the things that you you need to learn from, and we, even with a loss, but also making sure that we're not trying to put all of the um, the blame on one thing or another. We just we uh, fix it and find ways to get better, and then and then move on. Yeah, big losses like that one are rare, though. Uh, you, you've coached 80 games here as the head coach. That's only the seventh loss of 20 points or more uh, since you've been the BYU head coach. And Coach E on, on the coordinator's corner said, yeah, even though it's kind of rare, it doesn't mean there aren't things to fix, and we have to be serious about that. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. I mean, it, whenever you're not playing at your best and you know you could do better, um, I think one thing is uh, I don't want to take away from Oregon. They were ready. They were hungry. They wanted to play that game. Um, they were embarrassed earlier in the year, and you could tell that they were playing with some sense of desperation, and it worked out for them, you know, and they're at home. Uh, kind of like how we wanted to show uh, a little bit differently than when we played Baylor the week before. And so um, the, the game of football, is, it's, it's, it's uh, weird, you know, and I wish I could predict it more and be more prepared. This, this is where I think I could have done some things differently, getting our guys ready and, and executing at a higher level. But the guys mentally were... Um, they didn't make them a lot of mistakes in, in the sense of uh, the letting the environment, the noise affect them. It was uh, other mistakes from other, other areas, and that's what I, I need to address as a head coach. We'll, we'll get it fixed. We'll get it better. You called it a missed opportunity, but you get uh, nine or ten more. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we, we won't get that one back, so we have to take it out on what's coming up this weekend, and, um, and mm -hmm. we want to find a way to, to improve and get better. But that's, um, you know, regret's not a bad thing. Sometimes you, you have to learn from the mistakes and sometimes it stings and it's okay to approach it and face it and, and not have to worry about the embarrassment of the game but figure out okay what can we do to learn from this and make sure we take advantage of every possible way to, to get better. Let's look at briefly at some of the moving pictures from this past Saturday. Some highlights courtesy of Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. BYU at Oregon for the first time in 32 years and uh, Oregon's defense was uh, was fired up for this one. Got to Jaron Hall a couple times. It's a good defensive front, like Baylor the week before. They're pretty yeah. good up front. And they actually were really good in coverage. I mean, that, that, the uh, two corners were really outstanding, and so uh, that that right there was a coverage sack. But we you know we had our opportunities. We just on offense we couldn't finish drives, and defensively we made a lot of mistakes with the fundamentals, with tackling, getting off blocks, and um, you know this is this is one where it's a competitive play, but. Uh, we needed our post player to be there, you know, and, and uh, they, they did a little bit more power run game, try to get third and short, and uh, and quarterback was on point. We weren't able to disrupt his timing at all, and that, that doesn't work well for us if our defense can't disrupt the timing of the, of the quarterback. Try to make it interesting late, back-to-back uh, -back scores late in the game. You tried for a two-point conversion that would have made it a two-score game. Didn't work out. Your second and uh, your last touchdown came after the pick from Ben Bywater. And again, couldn't quite get it to a two-score game. And Oregon, which led 38-7 in this game, goes on for the 41-20 win. Another Christopher Brooks touchdown run, but just a little too, uh, too little and too late at Autzen Stadium. Coach Dan Lanning gets his uh, first FBS home win after beating uh, Eastern Washington in the week before. And there's your final stats.
the rush number jumps out at you. You've had a couple mm -hmm. of games where it's been hard to get it going on the ground. The Baylor and Oregon games for you, neither one had a real good uh, outcome on the ground rushing it, and you want to be a little more stout against the run as well. Obviously. Yeah, the stat line, they took what we wanted to do, which was be balanced and, and establish our run game, and this made us a little bit uh, one-dimensional. But, I, I mean, if we, if we need to throw the ball more, then we can do that too. It's, it's about getting points on the on the scoreboard and finishing drives. And so I, I I don't really care how it happens, but there's a time for me, it's just trying to get established so that the players have this belief that they're never out of a game. I remember being young and a BYU fan and 21 points was nothing. You know, we could overcome any deficiency. It just seemed like, oh, that's all right. We'll just, we'll figure it out as long as there's some time. And I, I remember watching as a Cougar fan when I was young and we'd be down 14, 21 points. It wasn't even a, a problem. So. Uh, we got to have that type of belief and that type of trust in each other and that type of confidence. And uh, we're still working on it, but I think we're getting we're a lot closer after this experience. So uh, I'm, just, I'm really antsy. I'm, I'm excited for the next game. Uh, quarterback Jaron Hall uh, set new single game career highs, 29 completions on 41 attempts in Eugene. He's turned the ball over only once in three games. He's making a lot of good decisions for you. Yeah, and he's he's playing at a high level. We, I mean, we, he's exactly what we thought he would be. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a, I think we had some uncharacteristic mistakes from offense, whether it's a, a holding penalty at the wrong time or um, missed assignment on, on, uh, on a route or an error somewhere along with executing it. That's, that's, that's just not like us, you know, so, um, and that, that's really in all three phases. So I thought offensively there was a time where we were moving the, moving the chains. We just got to finish drives and get touchdowns. There's something coaches like to say about good quarterbacks, and the, and the phrase is he can make all the throws. And that's what uh, Craig Bowles said about Jaron Hall going into this week's game. And he said he has a real presence about him, and that leads to our headline there of the calm commander. Uh, Jaron really is in control back there, and you feel like he's at ease and, uh, well, looking like an experienced passer and runner for you right now. Yeah, and we just got to find ways to make big plays and, and uh, help him out a little bit, you know, whether it's the receivers or the running backs or tight ends breaking tackles and, and creating some big plays. So uh, I, I believe if Jaron keeps stick, sticking with it, good things will happen and big plays will come. You faced back-to-back -back ranked opponents uh, between Baylor and Oregon, back-to-back uh, -back good offenses as well. Uh, BYU more trouble with Oregon, obviously, than with Baylor the week before. Uh, what do you think was the biggest difference defensively for you from, from Baylor to Oregon? Yeah, I, I felt like it was more the fundamentals, the, the missed tackles and, and inability to get off blocks. Uh, Scheme-wise, we were in the right spots. We just... I mean, this one we had two guys running into each other, you know, that, that, that would be an easy TFL. We're missing the post player on this play. Um, there's just like the fundamental mistakes of, of tackling. There's too many missed tackles and, and a lot of times our eye discipline wasn't right. Uh, and that's the stuff that we got to get better. I, I don't know if we're, we're not the type of team that can just show up and, and, and wins happen. We have to work hard and, and, and make sure that we play at our best. That definitely was not our best, and it started from the beginning. And I thought we could, we could try to get something back towards the end. It, it got a little bit better, but not good enough. And so we've got to restructure things and find ways and challenge our guys to step up and make plays. And we got to coach them better. Later in the show, we're going to get to talk with uh, Cody Epps, and Cody's been one of BYU's top targets. Uh, this year on offense and one of our uh, BYU's best pass catchers 12 receptions ranked second on the team right now coming into the year he had five for his career but you've looked to him uh, frequently and he's come through yeah we knew he, he was going to be something special he's a true freshman and he um, started to make an impact right away in, in training camp uh, when he was a true freshman then back he in got, 19 right yeah and he got he got um, kind of bitten by by just nagging injuries that wouldn't get better and 
uh, but he, he has amazing ball skills and runs great routes and, and such a great attitude. Um, he's he's going to have tons of success in life, but I love having him on the team. He's, he's great for our program and great for our receiving group. Yeah, signed in 19, 2020 season was the one he gets hurt in yeah, late the COVID and had year. to sit out last yep. year. And now he's uh, making an impact for BYU. And again, we'll talk with Cody Epps a little later on in the program. Well, uh, gosh, after, after this weekend, uh, the season's going to be a third of the way over somehow. You'll have played four of 12 games after Saturday uh, with Wyoming. And it starts a two-game homestand for you as well. A couple of Mountain West teams coming in with Wyoming and Utah State. And it's the first time that Wyoming's come to Provo since the days of the Mountain West when you're back in the same conference together as programs. Yeah, we're excited to have them back. I mean, we, we haven't played them since 16, right, in the bowl yeah. game. But uh, Craig Bowles was the head coach back then too. So uh, looking forward to the game, to the matchup. Uh, they're, they're a tough team. I mean, they're 3-1. They're and one. And so they've had some success and they've been through some, some tight games as well. Uh, but they, they're, they're a power run team and they're, on, they're physical on defense too. So Craig Bull's a tough guy and, and, and the team, they carry on with his personality. So they'll be ready to play and, and uh, we will get their best shot. I just got to make sure that they get ours. And, uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that last week and hopefully we can get it done this weekend. You mentioned that bowl game. That was your first bowl game. Yeah. As head coach, you'll always remember that one. Yeah, and the great quarterback who's playing for the Bills is playing. Yeah. We had to you know, go against him, but a lot of fun. I think Jamal had a great game in that one, too. So, uh, yeah, it seems like so long ago. <laughs> Only six years. Only six years, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, let's uh, take a break and remind you all that uh, for your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play, -play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio, our new Sports Nation logo there. When we come back, linebacker Ben Bywater taking us inside the film room. And later, we'll have a deep blue profile on BYU tight end Isaac Rex. Stay with us. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU athletics. Smiths, fresh for everyone. Brady Industries, honestly better. And by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back inside Studio C in Provo. More BYU football with Kalani Sitake. Cougs now 2-1 and one on the season and ranked 19th in the AP poll, 23rd in the coaches' survey after Saturday's setback at Oregon. Cougs home to Wyoming this weekend. Well, Saturday's game did feature the Cougars' second takeaway of the season and second interception of the young campaign. This time it was Ben Bywater with his first career INT to help BYU close the gap late in the game at Autzen. And tonight, Ben takes us inside the film room to get his perspective on a number of plays from Saturday with our Jerem Jordan. All right, Ben, certainly a tough day in Eugene. Let's walk through a couple of these plays. Let's start with the longest rush from scrimmage for Oregon. You aren't in on this play, but what did you see defensively? We had a three-man front. We brought that DN. He's kind of back there in the middle right next to Keenan. So they pull that guard, they pull the Y off, and then right there it's just diagnosing run, and then we just don't get a lot of great fits. So if you see, Logan goes and blows up the, uh, the puller, but we got two guys on the outside, and then they just pierce it right up through there. I don't know if you keep going right here. Like Keenan's playing over the top, but they have that, he gets sealed off by that Y off. And so if we, if we would add the other rover fold in, I think it would have been in just a you know, four or five yard game, but it is what it is, it's football, stuff happens. All right, we now go to the second quarter, fourth and two on the BYU side of the field for the Oregon Duck offense. Yeah, right here, we're in a, we're in a blitz. We're blitzing this middle linebacker up the A gap, you know, and then the nose tackle is going to go wherever the middle backer doesn't. 
Um, but this is just, I mean, if you can see right here, look, they just get a better push. And then they kind of pierce where we don't have numbers. You know, going back and watching this film, it's, you know, you wanna, you're shooting yourself in the foot, but this is just stuff that, that's, a, that's an easy fix, right? That's something we can do and we can fix this. It's just, I don't know why we didn't take care of it on Saturday. Okay, we fast forward to the fourth quarter as we uh, are getting close to your interception. On this drive, a couple of plays later, you guys do a nice job of uh, stopping Marquise uh, Irving near the boundary. These backs were slippery. These, like, I mean, they were good athletes. And so, if you can see right here, I'm, I'm towards the field. I'm playing Mike on this play. I'm supposed to blitz this B gap, but as you can see, the 63 guard, he pulls along with this, you know, Y off tight end. So. I read out of it, and at that point, you just gotta get off blocks and make a play, so. Okay, and then the interception. Right here, I was I was hyped. I was, you know, threw a little prayer up. I said, God, throw me a bone today. We gotta make <laughs> something happen. Came in the form um, of Ty Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right here, I'm, it's trips, trips to the field, um, and then you read, I'm reading pass, and then this, this tight end just come, you know, he comes right at me. He's not trying to, like, run a route or nothing, so he's running right at me. I'm like, oh, he's trying to block me. So at that point, I was like, okay, he's trying to block, get off the block. I had read this little line screen because we had you know, seen it all week in practice. And I snapped off the block, I was about to make the tackle, and then all of a sudden the ball just you know, bounced right in my hands. So I, was, I was happy. And then as soon as I caught it, I see Logan sprinting as hard as he can right at me. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, just hey. barrels into you, dude. If he didn't kill me, he was going to kill the guy right behind me. So Because if, if you get around him, you might, you might score here. You know, I want to say I would hurdle somebody and just house it. <laughs> what do you feel in that moment? Because he hits you pretty hard, but you also just got a pick. Yeah, I was hyped. And I it's was... a positive moment in For a game sure. that didn't have a ton of that. For sure. You know, we were we were down a few scores, so just just celebrating with the teammates. I mean, it was a tough day for everybody, but you know, I love I love my boys, and, and we made it happen. So enjoy uh, the good moments. Enjoy the good enjoy moments. The good moment. And so it's just when everything's going wrong, it's like how can you uh, you know find something to be positive about? Okay, bounce back game, Wyoming. This is an old whack Mountain West rival yeah. of sorts, bigger for them than BYU certainly, but uh, an opportunity at home in Lavelle Edwards Stadium is always special. Always special. So fun playing at Lavelle Edwards. So. For us to be playing Wyoming, you know, I grew up watching those games as well. So Wyoming's gonna be good. A lot of tough athletes up there. So you can't underestimate any opponent. And you know, we realized that last week. So we'll, we'll be we'll be firing on all cylinders come Saturday. Okay. Well, good luck and have fun. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. So what are you asking Ben to do for you right now at, in the linebacking court this season? Well, obviously pray every play. You know, <laughs> that would be helpful. But um, no, he 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 with him Peyton and. Um, Keenan and Max, those guys are doing a great job with the linebacking uh, group. Um, we, we just need to keep reminding them that the fundamentals is what's key in this, these games. You know that sometimes the easiest fix just comes back to the simple things, which is just tackle better, be in better bo a body position, um, and and just execute your assignments. St these guys are good at it; they figure it out. And I think I think they probably gave a little bit too much respect to Oregon speed, um, and you know, and probably took bad angles when they when they. They weren't covering Usain Bolt out there, you know, but I think they just have to trust their speed. We are a fast team, too, and I think we, we lacked a little bit of confidence in ourselves and, and trust in our speed. Um, but, you know, when we started to settle in, I mean, it, it wasn't – I think the guys see the film now, and that's why you can see Ben's a little bit uh, frustrated at, at, at how we, we let one go without playing our best. I, I think we could live with the results if we would have just played our best. And, and, and we won't get that moment back, but there's no complaint about it. we got to learn from it and get better and, and move on and have a great attitude about things. 
Next up for BYU, the renewal of a rivalry that was last contested in the regular season, at least, uh, way back in 2010. It is BYU and Wyoming, longest-running series for BYU outside the state of Utah. So after Utah and Utah State, the team BYU's played most frequently in its history is Wyoming. And it's the first meeting since uh, 2016. You already alluded to it, the mm -hmm. Poinsettia Bowl game uh, against the Josh Allen-led Cowboys. Uh, it's a memorable game in the rain as well. We, it was a weird weather night as well for you guys. Yeah, we were in San Diego. The weather was great all up until the game time. So um, I'll take that, though. But it was a, it was a fun game. I think we uh, got a pick at the end. Kind of cool. Got a pick to secure the win mm -hmm. uh, against a really good team and, and a really good offense. I, I thought it was a great team win. Uh, good, good way to start off 2016 and the, being the first year of our of our era and, and establishing our team culture. And uh, we can look back on those things, of those moments. You, you can look at all the great positive things and, and learn from them, but you can look at some of the negative ones too and get better. I mean, we talked about Baylor from last year being learning from the growth and the progress that we made for this year, this this game. So I, I'm just looking forward to learning better from the Oregon game and, and saying, okay, this is what happened after that game. We took on Wyoming, and this is. The result. Okay, let's get your sense about Wyoming. Uh, they they bounced back well. Uh, they they got smoked in their opener uh, at Illinois, but since then three straight wins, uh, including last Friday night in Laramie. It's a big conference game. It's Air Force. It's it's the league opener, and uh, they went down 14 to 10 late, scored a touchdown to win it 17 to 14. What do you think of the Cowboys from what you've seen to this point in the week, Kalani? Well, we know Air Force is really tough, and Air Force plays tough. I mean, offense and defense, special teams are a tough team, and. And Wyoming was, was able to match them, you know, and, and so uh, we, we know the type of team that's coming. And Craig Bull's a great coach. He'll, he'll get those guys ready. So we, I mentioned us getting used to being the hunted. This is going to be an opportunity for a three and one team to come in here and try to make a make a mark on, on, a, on a ranked team. So we need to respond a lot better. I, I'm glad we're home to, to respond. And I'm glad we're, we're playing this game this Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. And they're one of the last teams uh, from the Mountain West Conference to, to schedule a regular season game with BYU. It's been 12 years since mm -hmm. they played in the regular season. And uh, I know that in, in listening to Coach Bowles' press conference yesterday, a lot of questions that he was asked were about, you know, getting BYU back on the schedule and the emotions of the BYU game. And no one from either program, from a player standpoint, really has that sense of rivalry. But you, you know, you, been, you heard Ben talk about it when he was growing up. It was a game that he would watch, and so there's still a sense that these were teams that that uh, you know used to play each other frequently, and there's some emotion involved. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the fans all know about Wyoming, and and they're they're you know they're they're neighboring states, so it's not like we're we, we we were able to follow them and see what they do. And I I actually like the way their programs are run. I, I like their coach. He's a good man, and and he'll have his guys ready and. I think it'll be it'll be fun to, to kind of renew the old rivalry that we've had, the, the games that we've had, an opponent that we grew up watching when we were younger. So and you played be, against? Yeah, I played yeah. against, and so it'll be. I'm, I'm glad we have them here. That'll be a lot of fun. I, I'm glad they're in Provo, and I'm glad the timing is happening right now for this game. By the way, uh, apropos of nothing really, but uh, the SEC today released its 2023 schedule, so it's already locked down its games for 2023, which means it's time for conferences to start looking to. 2023 and you know that within a few weeks the Big 12 will do the same thing and you'll see BYU's name popping up against some unfamiliar uh, new rivals. Man, I'm just I know focused on about Wyoming know and you, Saturday. You yeah, I was like, <laughs> what day is it right now? I know. It's, it's on about 23. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
All right, BYU kicks off. It's a two-game homestand with the Wyoming Cowboys. We've got you covered on BYU TV and BYU Radio this weekend. Here is our coverage schedule. It'll kick off at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Mountain on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. On BYU TV, it's BYU Sports Nation game day. And on BYU Radio, it's Cougar Pregame Live. You can watch the game on ESPN2 with an 8.15 Mountain Time kickoff. You'll hear the game on BYU Radio, play-by-play with... Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, and me. And then post-game on both BYU TV and BYU Radio, you'll get all the coverage taking you into the wee hours past midnight on Saturday night. Monday, we'll wrap up what happened on Saturday with Coordinator's Corner. This couple coming Monday, Coach Elisha Tuiaki and Coach Aaron Roderick will join me over in Studio B for our look back at Wyoming and ahead to Utah State. That's Coordinator's Corner Mondays at 2 Eastern. And then preceding this show on Tuesday nights after further review with Dave and David and Blaine. That's on the BYU TV app after further review, 7 o'clock Eastern on Tuesdays. All right, coming up, we'll have a look at this week's Deep Blue profile of Isaac Rex. That's straight ahead. Stay with us. More BYU football with Kalani Sitake coming up after this. Welcome back to BYU football with Kalani Sitake presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Well, last season at USC, Isaac Rex broke his ankle trying to make a touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. The injury delayed his wedding and put the start of his next season in jeopardy. But when the 2022 campaign commenced, Isaac was back on the field and back making plays. And three days ago, he scored his first touchdown in almost a full calendar year. Here now, how Isaac recovered and regained his health with his family by his side. It's this week's edition of Deep Blue, presented by Brady Industries. Honestly better. A-Rod called to play that we had gone over every week of the season. BYU 14, USC 10, just past the halfway mark of the second quarter. I get a good release off the line. I get past my defender. And I think Jaron gets held up a little. There might have been a defender in his face. When A-Rod called it, I was so excited because I knew that, that Isaac was going to be open. I don't know where I am, whether I'm inbounds or out of bounds, but I knew I could probably get my feet in. All I see is Isaac go like this. And I thought, oh, he's mad that he dropped the ball. Instantly, I knew I sprained it or something. I was like, oh, this is, this is not good, because it was a pretty loud crunch. I started to make my way down just because I wanted to make sure that he was OK. And when I say OK, not, not injured, just OK to sort of get off the field and you know maybe have to watch a few plays, maybe get back in. Then I heard then Fessy on the headset just started screaming, hey, is... <laughs> His foot's turned the wrong way, his ankle's all out of whack, and then, then I knew that. And then I start to jog, and then I start to move, and that's when I'm more worried about Isaac, certainly, um, and what his mindset is gonna be. When they were trying to set the bone and everything, I couldn't even look at that, but he was trying to be as positive as he can. I see my dad um, come down and it was really good to have uh, my dad there right next to me. He was just comforting me, saying, it's okay, it's gonna be okay, you're, you're okay, bro. He knew where I was sitting, so he looked at me to like wave, and I'm like smiling, waving at him, like, you got it, you're gonna be okay. I had no idea. I literally thought that like he maybe rolled his ankle or like he'd be back out, you know? I had no idea the severity of it. When he was carted off the field, they take him to the tunnel at the Coliseum, Tom Homo and Brian Santiago had a vial of consecrated oil, and they put their hands on his head and gave him a priesthood blessing of healing. Where else does that happen? 
They're able to give my son a blessing. And I don't know if there's any priesthood blessings in the Colosseum before, but there was one. <laughs> Just starting with a, a blessing of healing, like that was so empowering to Isaac and it gave him so much strength. And then when we went to the emergency room, I went in with him. There was such a level of calm around him after that. Isaac scored his first touchdown. Everybody was reposting it on Instagram and he did a dance to celebrate. So I thought it was kind of funny. So I was the first one to message him. I, I DM'd him on Instagram and like was laughing at his dance moves. Ever since I met Lexi, I knew I loved her. <laughs> Even when I looked at her Instagram, I was like way into her. And then early on, she wasn't that into me. <laughs> I don't know, like wasn't really feeling it, you know? But like same thing, I was like, he's fun and he's cute. But so I was going on dates with other guys throughout this whole time. And Isaac was the only one that I like kind of kept around and like still would talk to every now and then in text. We went out on our last day in December, like the middle of December, right before the bowl game. And it was like a flip switch. Like the moment I got in the car and started talking to him, I instantly was like, what the heck? Like, how did I never see this? You know, like this side of Isaac. Basically that night I fell for him. We had like our first kiss and the rest is pretty much history. We weren't married at the time, the time that I broke my ankle. Her taking care of me and her helping me through probably some of the darkest times I've gone through only brought us closer together, if that makes sense. So you can't see this couch, but there's sort of six feet or seven feet this way and seven feet that way. And Isaac sat on here and recovered and Lexi sat right here and recovered with him. And she helped him every step of the way. So between his mom and Lexi, they were great nurses for him and kept his spirits high. Lexi and Isaac were supposed to get married six days after that game. And so there was Lexi too, who had her wedding planned. Hundreds of people coming, everything's ready to go. Everything had to be put on halt. Working towards something like that, that we were both just so excited for, and then having it taken away from us is what it felt like in the moment was pretty crappy, but it's okay. We eventually got there. I couldn't do anything for her and she did everything for me. It's like some of the most Christ-like attributes I've ever seen in someone. She was absolutely amazing. She was also such a great example to me and to all of us in our family of just somebody who's just so strong and so focused on things that matter. Football is great. Football teaches you so many things. But when football ends, what do you have? You know, Isaac, I feel, has as goofy as he is, he's got a great um, outlook on life. One thing shouldn't define you, and that how you come out of that is more important. And I think that that's his way of saying, I have my struggles with it, but I'm gonna outgrow this, and there's gonna be a, a greater story on the other side of it. He just went to work and was ahead of schedule every step of the way, every milestone that he was supposed to hit, he was always ahead. Isaac knew he wanted to be ready for South Florida. Like, that was his goal. And he kept that and was purposeful in every movement of his ankle in order to get back 
to that day. Like, why not have those goals and why not chase them every single day and do what it takes to do it? Even though he's like literally re like recovered pretty much all the way, he's still taking it like one day at a time, you know, like those 1%, every little thing that like that you do in your life at home and when you're on the field in the locker room, like those are the small things that are gonna allow you to achieve that goal. I never doubted that he would make it back. I just wasn't sure when it would happen and he's gonna play for us and play a lot. So I'm really impressed with that. He's earned the right to have a great season, in my opinion. I know that through the example of others and through the help of our Heavenly Father that we could get through anything. You're never lost. You're never in too big of a situation that it can't be fixed. And there's someone to help you and they'll get you through your darkest times. Times that you may think you'll never be able to get out of. For me, there's been multiple people that have helped me and I can't think of enough for helping me throughout the situation and believing me for me to come back and play the sport that I love. So uh, Isaac got hurt trying to make a touchdown catch in a Pac-12 stadium, and his first touchdown back after his injury came in a Pac-12 stadium this past Saturday at Austin. So good to see him score again and kind of complete full circle uh, a journey. And again, there was some question whether he could be full go by the start of the season, and he looks like himself again. Yeah, and, and to go from, I mean, people were questioning if he'd ever play again. It was a it was a bad injury, and so you know we we were not knowing what was going to happen. And the uh, you know professionals or medical professionals tell us, hey, you probably won't be able to play next year. And I think Coach Clark mentioned it every time the report came back about him, he was always ahead of schedule. Always ahead of schedule, and then it's like, how is this guy back running full speed, um, catching routes and, and blocking and, and doing the stuff that he was doing in camp? And he didn't, he didn't miss any time. I mean, the, the, the guy is a resilient kid and wonderful family. I, I, it's an honor for me to coach him and his brother. Preston's on our team as well. And so it's, it's I mean, he's a, he's a legacy kid, you know, so he, he knows what the why is all about. And, and uh, he, I'm just glad that he's here and, and glad that he's our starting tight end. Now you see the dad Byron in the, in the piece there, and I'm sure a lot of people do know the history. Some might just see him as Isaac's dad, but those who are of a certain age know that uh, back in the day, Byron was catching passes as a tight end for BYU as well. So it's kind of yeah, cool. it's good yeah. genes, you know. Yeah. He's he's got a, but I mean, I mean, I know he talked about himself being in, in dark times and, and overcoming it with the help of his wife and his family, and um, but but he he you should see some of the things that he does for others, uh, and and how he cares about others even when he was injured. Um, just talking to him, seeing him put his arm around others that are struggling, and, and that's, I, I, I'm lucky to coach him, and he, he's, he's, it's going to be fun to, to watch him play this Saturday and watch him play the rest of the season. No doubt. Well, Saturday's game at Oregon this past weekend not only featured Isaac Rex getting back in the end zone for the first time since October of 2021, it also saw our special guest tonight score his first ever TD in a BYU uniform. It was a great catch, too. Please join me and us in welcoming into Studio C wide receiver Cody Epps. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Well, th th these glasses would have actually gone pretty well with you in, in Eugene, as it turns out, oh, this yeah. past weekend. I know. I know. Green frames here. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I picked green, and the next week we had Oregon. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, first touchdown. Yes. Yeah. Um, relive it for us. 
Um, so we got, I got the play call, and then instantly I start looking at the defense, see where I need to be, see my keys and all that <coughs> stuff. And then when the ball's in there, I just, I always want to make those plays when Jaron, you know, gives me opportunity because, you know, we play football all the time. But I always think, like, Coach Kalani always confess, like tells us, these opportunities don't come so often, and when they're when we're done with football, we're gonna look back at these opportunities. And growing up as a kid, I always wanted to score a touchdown at Austin Stadium. So um, when that ball came up in there, I was like, I need to make this play. So, and then instantly, of course, we're down. So I catch it, and I don't really celebrate. I'm, I'm trying to get back to the sideline so we could think about the next drive and what we're gonna do to get in the end zone again. But he instantly comes up to me and says, like, Hey, man, did you? How did it feel? <laughs> and I didn't. It didn't even hit me yet until like after the game. So. It was there's pretty a, sweet. There's your celebration. Nice throw from Jaron, right? Right where it had to be? Yes, it was amazing. And there we go. Yeah. Gets a foot down. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you, you mentioned Otson. Let's go to this. Oregon offered you. Yes. Right? Yes. They yeah. offered me early in high school as a sophomore. Um, but they, didn't, they weren't as consistent as when BYU offered me. So, but it was pretty cool because, you know, like as a kid, when they came out with all those uniforms and stuff, yeah. it was pretty cool to get that offer. But. Uh, green's your color. Uh, you got some camo shoes, green. Uh, you, yeah. got a, you got a green bracelet. You got a green ring, and you got yeah. green frames. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to guess if it, someone had to guess Cody has a favorite <laughs> color, green might be in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 love, I love colors, but um, green to me has been, since my injury, man, it's been a color that's been popping out to me because it's a color of growth. Hmm. So I just like um, having green around me because it's just growing through things mentally, spiritually, physically, and stuff like that. So that's why I like green right now. I like the way he thinks, Kalani, you too? <laughs> Listen, this guy, I, I love him. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, I was really excited for him to get his first touchdown. And uh, he's, he's gone through some adversity himself, too, and some injuries. And when, when he first came on the scene as a true freshman, he was, he was you know, battling Dax Milne for playing time. And so that's, as a true freshman, that's hard to do. And he was doing it and got got hurt and was able to overcome the injury and now we're we're seeing what he can do and then we get him for for a number of years so I'm excited but but he's got this great charisma about him and I'm, I'm gonna brag about him a little bit you know <laughs> other than the green but this guy's gonna be very successful in life and he's he's, he's working on, on building his network and and he's got I mean he can do whatever he wants he, he can he can run whatever company he can I don't know I don't think he, he it'd be a huge pay cut for him to be a head coach you know in football <laughs> but but uh, but He's he's just got so much passion in life, and and he's he's uh, always willing to learn. So I'm, I'm I love being around him. But he, you look at the, the things that he's done in high school and how many catches he's had, how many yards he led the country in in both receptions and yards. And so uh, you know, success on the field is not anything new to him. And he's been around great players. So I, I see him having a bright future here. Yeah, you you, you signed with BYU almost three years ago, but mm -hmm. you're still a freshman. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to eligibility. And, and let's get to that. You played at Modern Day High School yes, sir. in California. Uh, for those that aren't really up to speed with that, give us a sense of that school's athletic tradition, especially with football. I think it's, I think it's so similar here. It's like you have guys that have played at a high level um, for, for years and years, and it's all about tradition and coming out and um, having integrity as a person when you're off the field as well and in the classroom, competing in the classroom, um, and just being a great person on all facets of, all facets of life. So I would, I, would, I would really match it up to here, and that's why I think I, a big reason why I came to BYU is because it was so similar. Like when I looked at other schools, it wasn't that uh, – it didn't resonate as much. Mm. So might very similar to here. Cody was the first team, uh, first team USA Today All-American after his senior year. Uh, you were named All-American one day after you signed with BYU, I think, as it turned out. Uh, who was your high school quarterback? 
Bryce Young, the high school. Mm, Bryce Young from Alabama. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you posted it said a, you had a two-game playoff stretch with 21 catches, 507 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Two games? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Gosh. Someone just said gosh, and that's, that, that, that's the reaction. Uh, patience through 2020. You had an injury uh, late in that season. Can you take us back to 2020? What happened to you and how long it took to recover? So I had a, a very significant foot injury that um, at first we didn't, we didn't think it was that big of a deal, probably just a little bit of turf toe. And then come to find out I had sesamoiditis and I had to get a bone removed out of my foot. So at the beginning, it, it was like we took it a little bit easier and just putting me in a boot and taking me out of running for a little bit. But then as time progressed, we, understood, we found out that it was a little bit more serious. So um, just, the, just the recovery process, the rehab process, it took a bit longer. And it was definitely frustrating for, for a long time, you know. But like I said, growing through that adversity, I think has helped me so much with just how I view football, life, and all that type of stuff. Just overcoming that, like... I was thinking when he asked me, how's that touchdown feel? Like just a year ago, I was on the sideline cheering my teammates on. And for my coach to come up to me instantly when I scored a touchdown, like that's the type of stuff that when I was going through that, I was looking toward and I was looking um, mm. for, you know, in the future. So With so much focus, Kalani, on, on, you know, how tough it's been to not have certain guys at wide receiver with Gunner and Puka, how nice to have someone like Cody you can rely on to, to make up for that difference and keep the room strong and, and perform like he has. Yeah, in short hands. I mean, he, he makes some difficult catches look routine. And so, and he does that all the time. And then, so we're, I know why, why we've tried to recruit him. I mean, he was a, he was a big time recruit, you know, and, and so I'm glad he's here on our team, but there's so much more to him than just running routes and, and catching the ball. He, he's got, he's got just a, just such great knowledge and, and like I said, passion for life. He's going to do, I'm trying to convince him to run for president one day, cause I, he, but he's got, he's got that, he's got that it factor, you know, and, and um, I, I want him to stay playing football with us for a long time because he, he can really do some great things for us on and off the field. And he's already doing that. And, and I uh, just love, it's an honor for me to be his coach. I love coaching him. We're so glad you're with us. Stick around with us. We'll do some Q and A in the next segment. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. That's Cody Epps coming up next. We'll take your questions for coach Kalani and Cody Epps when BYU football with Kalani Siksaki returns. We're back with more from studio C right after this. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics. And by Smarty, location data experts. Football with Kalani Sitake. Time for the social media Q&A portion of our show. Great to have you with us. Uh, from at Snow Blue, this will be an X and O's question for Kalani. Uh, will we see some heavier formations where we use? BYU uses Mason Wake or Houston Haymuli as lead blockers. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we, we, we've got to do something to, to get the, the run game going. So it might, might be, you know, maybe he that might be in the works. I don't know. I don't want to give away the game plan, but... <laughs> We want to do whatever we can to get the points on the board, and you know that that's we're, we're much better balanced team if we can establish a run game too. Okay, from seven-year-old Lincoln Harper, we'll ask this for both of you: Who would win in a fight, a cowboy or a cougar? <laughs> Cowboys and cougars this weekend, by the way. So, you gonna go first? You go ahead. I, <laughs> I don't know how what the what the politically correct thing to do is here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we could just say uh, uh, cougar in a very nonviolent fashion. Yeah. So, yeah, the cowboy falls asleep and, uh, and, 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 and the cougar wins uh, through, through, through sheer guile. There you okay. go. Uh, uh, third question, uh, Cody, how have you enjoyed your BYU experience thus far? I've loved it. So I just want to say thank you to all you guys here. I'm not LDS, and the, the, the um, hospitality and just the love that I've got out here is, is bar none. Um, something that I've found to love and, and love to do so much now is play golf. In California, where I'm from, there's not a lot of public courses where you can go and play, and out here it's a lot of public courses. So those are two things that um, really resonate with me when I think about my experience out here, mm. just the people and being able to play golf. I love it. Okay. Uh, have you tried this also for you? Have you tried Coach Kalani's ice cream yet from the creamery? He's got his own ice cream. I didn't even know about it's called Sita- <laughs> it's, it's called Sitaki Road. Oh, yeah. So I guess I got yeah. I I to try some ice cream. You got to try some ice cream. I think there's only one person that buys it. It's probably me. So, I don't know. I've, I've got, I, got a, I got a freezer full of it if you want. So. <laughs> By the way, uh, during the commercial break, uh, we took a question from a fan. Uh, the fan asked about Bryce. I mentioned Bryce Young from Alabama. He's your high school quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the fan was wondering if, if you guys talk a lot. You said not really once the season starts. But you said after your first touchdown this past weekend, what happened? He congratulated me. He said, um, get ready to get some more. And congratulations. That's awesome. pretty sick. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he throws a great ball. Uh, Jaron Hall throws a great ball, right? Amazing ball, yeah. Yeah, his ball is – it's like – because I, I got to spend time with him this offseason down in California working with John Beck a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just – it's so easy with him because he just is so relaxed and Jaren so chill. About. Yeah, with yeah. Jaron. With Jaron, yeah, sorry. Yeah. To clarify, yeah, with Jaron, his ball is so relaxed, so easy, and it just comes out so smooth. So, yeah, it's pretty easy to catch. Okay, next question. Uh, Coach – uh, why do you think so many wide receivers like Cody are having breakout seasons this far? Well, I think they're just waiting for their opportunity. You know, we've had a, a number of veterans playing before. And so, and then some of those guys just are, they're marathon men. They just play nonstop, you know. And so I think we're getting a little bit more of a rotation. And with some of the injuries that we have, it gives, gives opportunities for, you know, for Cody and others like Chase and, and for Cosper and some other guys to show up, Keanu Hill, you know, so... We, we talk about our depth. I think the receiver room's got so much talent. It's a bunch of guys still that are there that can play, and um, we can't win games without them because they, they make such a difference for us on special teams. And um, that, that room has done a great job. I think Fessy's done a great job coaching them, and they have a, a really close-knit group. And so when, when, when one person has success, the rest of them are really excited for them. Okay, before we get to our trivia and our break, i got to follow up on the golf thing real quick. Uh, who on the team likes to golf with you or you like to golf with? So I golf with Mason Wake a lot and his family. They're, yeah. they're, they're pretty chill on the golf course. Mason golfs without shoes on, so. <laughs> it, somehow it doesn't, I mean, it makes sense. Jimmy like, man move, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I golf with him. I've golfed with Cash Peterman, Gunnar Romney. That's probably my golfing buddy right there. We, when golf season hits, I golf with him probably 24, like every day almost. So. Okay, what's a good score for you? If you don't have a handicap, what's, what's a good day for you? So we typically play in teams. Like when I play, we typically play in teams. So I don't really know a handicap or anything like that. But. So you're kind, of a, you're kind of like mini scrambles. as you're Yeah, yeah, scrambles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gotcha. how we play. So. But you love it. I love it, yeah. Fantastic. Super fun. All right, as we go to break, uh, here's this week's trivia question presented by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics in partnership with the San Bernardino International Airport. In BYU's last meeting with Wyoming, Poinsettia Bowl 2016, Four future NFL draft picks were on the BYU roster. Who were they? The answer coming up as BYU Football with Kalani Sitake continues. We're back in Studio C after this. 
All right, so welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Here's tonight's trivia question presented by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics in partnership with the San Bernardino International Airport. The question was, in BYU's last meeting with Wyoming back in 2016, Poinsettia Bowl, four future NFL draft picks were on the BYU roster. Who were they? And Kalani, you got them during the break. Want to run, run, them, run them by? Yeah, you, you helped me out a little bit, but Jamal, Fred, um, Sione, and Chris. Yep. And here's the crazy thing. Wyoming also had four future NFL draft picks in that game. So there were eight. Not, not, we're not talking free agents. This is draft picks. They had Josh mm -hmm. Allen. They had Logan Wilson, linebacker with That's the right. Bengals. They had uh, Marcus Epps, safety with the Eagles. And they had Chase Rulier, the center for the Commanders. Yeah. There's a lot of talent in that bowl game. Close game. And it was a good game in the rain. All right, there it is. That was our trivia. Well done. All right, uh, this season on the Sitake Show, we close the show each week uh, with a sneak preview of the upcoming weekends at Uniform Combination live here in the studio. And every week... We bring in Travis Hodson to do it. Uh, Travis uh, reaching higher and higher levels of fame each week <laughs> with this appearance. We're going with the, uh, the All Navies with the white helmet. A uh, little trivia on this one, uh, courtesy of the uh, BYU Uniform Tracker feed on Twitter, at uh, BYU Tracker, I believe is where you can find it. Uh, this combo is making its second appearance of the Independence Era. Last time it was worn was in 2020 against Texas State. Zach Wilson and the Cougs beating Texas State 52-14 in this combination. Before that, you got to go back 10 years to 2010. It was against New Mexico here in Provo, and it was the last BYU home game that BYU played as a Mountain West Conference member before becoming independent, and they bring in a Mountain West Conference team to play the Cougars this weekend. Again, all this courtesy of the BYU Uniform Tracker feed on Twitter. Travis, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm ready to run through a wall, baby. All right. <laughs> all right, Travis is ready and looking good, and this is what you'll be wearing on, uh, on the weekend. Cody, thumbs up on this one? Yes. You like it? It's, it's pretty sick. And, of course, every weekend you're getting some cool stuff to wear with yeah. the combinations that are going on right now. Uh, yeah. I like that stuff. uni right there. Yeah, it's not quite Oregon levels, but still, there's enough variety to be happy. We're getting we're there. there. We're yeah. up there. We've got different shades of blue, so it works. Yeah. <laughs> and you're always sporting different shades of blue. You'll, you'll do it all. You'll do the Navy. You'll do the Royal together, usually, like you are right now. I, I think it goes really well together. It doesn't clash at all. <laughs> all right. Travis, thank you. We'll see you again next week. Cody, great having you on. Have a great game this weekend. Thanks Kalani, so best of luck this weekend against the Cowboys. Thanks, Greg. All right. For Cody, for Kalani, and producer Hamahane Lully, I'm Greg Rubel. Have a great week. Go Cougs.